With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. What does God tell us in his word? He tells us that we're not to be anxious about anything, although we have lots to be anxious for. But instead of being anxious, he says to pray about everything and to pray with a heart of thanksgiving. He says, pray and, and, and let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving, thanking him, I believe, for his faithfulness to hear our prayers and to answer our prayers. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding or surpasses knowledge, it's a kind of peace that we can have even in the midst of anxiety and stressful situations. It's kind of like the storm may not be uh, calmed, but we can have calm in the midst of the storm because we hear God's voice and we know how faithful he is and he's going to direct our path. And so that's my prayer for you. And, and that's, uh, that's my prayer for, for me during these anxiety producing times. Um, I want to share with you that I took some time this afternoon to, again, go through the American Covenant book. For those of you who are just joining, we've recognized that <clears throat> we need a miracle from God. And God's miracles always happen on the other side of prayer and repentance in the midst of a revived church, an activated family of faith. When, when God activates the greatest organism on earth, miracles happen. And that's you and me. It doesn't happen when we're just sitting at home, um, not participating in the plan of heavenizing the earth, but we are actively involved as God's loving army of compassion, applying his word and his mandates from heaven to our homes and to our communities and to our nation. I came through uh, to chapter Two of this book, the American Campfire Revival, the un—I'm sorry, the American Covenant, the Untold Story—and it, it reminded me of this incredibly important principle. Do you ask yourself, and do you ask your wife or your husband or your kids, what is uh, what is the roadmap to get our country back on track? I'm often asked that question, and I and I and I ask myself that question. How do we figure this out? Well. I think the way that we figure out the way forward is by remembering that we have something that is so precious, it's worth defending. It's worth maintaining and preserving. It's worth dying for, like my grandfather, who went to the, the island of Iwo Jima as a Navy corpsman with the Marines and fought on that, in that brutal war, risking his life for our freedoms, because we have something precious in this country. Question is, what makes us so great? What, what makes us so, so great? What got us here in the first place? And the question is, are we still doing those things? If we don't understand that, what we tend to do is focus on the negative and then try to play the blame game. Well, it's the bureaucrats, it's the politicians, it's, uh, it's the teachers who aren't teaching our kids, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the, the people within the church who are being hypocrites. And that's not as helpful as understanding what made us so great in the first place. And then asking, are we still doing it? So it's kind of like in your marriage, you say, what made us so in love in the beginning? 
What gave us that relationship that made others envious? Well, it was probably because we were, we were so selfless in our love toward one another. We were generous with our affection. We gave one another reasons to trust us and we put our best foot forward and we partnered with God asking him to make us the best version of ourselves we can so that we can give the best of ourselves to one another. And then after 30 years, you got to ask yourself, are you still doing that? And if we're not, then it should be no surprise that our marriage isn't producing the same fruit that it once did. And as a nation, we can ask the same thing. What did we do at first? And are we still doing those things? Well, what I <clears throat> was reviewing here in the American Covenant is one of the, the long-term strategies and the tap root that nourished the nation and caused it to grow and be so vibrant and healthy and fruitful even during the difficult times is the idea of biblical education, Christian character, faith that was infused into everything that we taught our children. Now, <clears throat> in our nation right now, we've strayed quite far from that. And I think that, you know, we need a short-term and a long-term solution or strategy to what's going on right now. You know, in a marriage, if you've really tanked it and blown your faithfulness for 30 years in your marriage, there is no quick fix. You don't get to buy flowers for your wife. Um, you don't get to make a, a great meal at home and think that that's going to fix 30 years of unfaithfulness and neglect, right? So in the short term, we need to make some sacrifices to demonstrate as a deposit, as a guarantee of a long-term commitment. Honey, I am going to sacrifice this to demonstrate to you that my heart has changed. And that is just a token that I hope you'll believe of a long-term strategy to change my character and my behavior. And I think nationally, we need a short-term strategy. A short-term strategy that models what our founders told us. And I think the short-term strategy is, first of all, stop playing religious games. If you are a uh, Christian in name only, we talk about rhinos uh, or, or dinos, Democrat in name only, Republican in name only. If you're a, a kino, a Christian in name only, or whatever you want to call yourself, but your life reveals that you're a fake, get a real walk with God. And I say this to you because I love you and I care about you. Jesus was harshest on religious pretenders. Those who said, Lord, Lord, and yet they denied him in, in, in the way that they lived their life. And, and, and if, if I'm stepping on your toes, I want you to know I'm stepping on my own toes too. If I'm making you uncomfortable by saying that, I'm making myself uncomfortable. The Bible says that we're to examine ourselves and see if we're in the faith, better to examine ourselves now than for hypocrisy to be revealed on the day that we stand before God. And he reveals who we are and all the bushes we're hiding behind, all the religious uh, uh, cloaks that we're using to cover up our, our phoniness are stripped away. So we need to have a real relationship with God. That's short-term emergency plan. And second of all, we need to be men and women of character, of integrity and virtue. If we don't have character and courage, 
we don't have the equipment that it will take to stand in the day of the fiery trial. And I feel the heat increasing right now. We desperately need people of character and courage for the coming days ahead. And we need to understand that many of our freedoms are being stripped away by political decisions that are being made right in front of us. The building blocks of socialism and communism and Marxism, it's all varying degrees of the same totalitarian ideology, is being laid brick by brick in front of our eyes through bills that are being passed, mandates that are coming down, requirements and guidelines that are being looked at as law. And we need to get involved in our political processes as the family of faith rather than running away from it because we don't like politics. God is the creator of civil government and he has designed it for us as the family of faith, as men and women of character to participate and lead and guide and shape civil government at the local level. If you don't like what's going on in your school board, it's happening on your watch. We need to show up at those school board meetings. We need to show up and we need to elect the right people, not sit by and complain when other people elect those who represent their worldview. I understand that there's corruption at all levels and that's why we need to roll up our sleeves and get involved as genuine believers, men and women of character who will fight for what is good and fight against what is evil and participate in the, in the political processes right now that are radically and rapidly changing our culture and determining how free you and I are. That's short term. Long term, here we go. Long term. In early America, the future hinged upon the proper education of our children. Our founders knew that. The pilgrims understood that. And private education was the standard, not public education, not state government schools, but private education in homes, in churches, and in schools. And the Bible was the foundation of character development. Apart from God's word, you and I cannot know what is truly good. We can make up good, and that's when you get into stuff that you and I know is evil being called good. Because unless there is a standard that comes as, as the morality from heaven, it's up for grabs. Haven't you noticed that? The, the, the line of morality has, has shifted over the generations, over the decades, over the years and months. And now we see our children being taught that what we know is evil is actually good and what is good, like Christian character and faith and defending the Constitution, is being viewed as immoral and wicked and needing to be uh, dismantled. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think Traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. 
CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. The Bible is the foundation of character development in early America. And not only character development, it was also the foundation for intellectual insight into government. The Bible is the book that was the primary economic textbook and the primary political textbook and the primary character development book. It was the primary manual for how to do family in a healthy way, how to shape church and religion so that it didn't become a tool of the government to control people, but the actual gathering of the family of faith that would be the defender of the, of the truths of heaven and the promises of God, securing for us our blessings and our protection. God gave it to us because he loves us. And our early American ancestors understood that. In fact, it was so taught that it was understood at the grassroots level by children who then grew up to become the adult leaders of the country. And colleges were built on the cornerstone of God's word. And they were built primarily to train ministers so that ministers had a thorough understanding not only of how to get to heaven, how to break the chains of sin and pride and greed and turn us into people who live in love like Jesus, but so that they were also very well versed in God's principles for healthy economies and civil governments and how families could stay strong and healthy and intact and raise the next generation to bring heaven to earth. God loved us so much, he gave us a book that teaches us all of these things. And we know now, when we look back, that the greatness of America was primarily the result of the blessing of God because of 150 years of Christian instruction and education rooted in the Bible, producing self-governing members of the family of faith who would reason from the, the scriptures. They would, they would build their thinking off of the, 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 the starting point truths and then reason into science, reason into medicine, reason into to geography and anthropology, the study of man, theology, the study of God, sociology, the study of, of, of societies, economies, the study of, of money and wealth. And that's what built America into the greatest, most blessed and generous nation in the world. And character was the centerpiece 
of society. Children grew up with a guide that helped them understand their identity, helped them understand their gender, helped them understand their race, helped them understand their place with their friends and their position within the family of faith, helped them understand how to be faithful citizens of their country and faithful citizens of the kingdom of God. And when it was taught faithfully and embraced and believed and modeled by parents and grandparents and members within the society, we flourished. This is the great secret to what made America so exceptional. The Bible was not just a personal guidebook for faith and character. It was the political and economic textbook for early Americans. In fact, in the 1800s, Congress ordered 20,000 copies of the Bible to be distributed throughout the nation as the great education book and, quote, the great political and textbook of the patriots. And so the question is, if that's what brought us to the honeymoon phase of the American Republic, with so much joy, so much bliss, so much blessing, so many heavenly feelings, and so much heavenly fruit of freedom and liberty and strength and prosperity and morality and character. So much so that we were, our cup overflowed and we're, we're, we're spilling out into the other nations as the symbol and model of character and freedom. The question is, are we still doing those things? Are we still using this as the guidebook for all of life? Are we still teaching this to our children in school or have we swapped that book out <clears throat> for, for different sources of information that deny God? that undermine true character, that produce corruption within our civil governments? And the answer is yes, obviously, obviously. And so what we really need to do is we need to remember, like we saw, talked about yesterday, we need to turn away from these wicked things long-term and return to the things that we did at the beginning. And we need to respond to this quickly with some short-term answers like we just talked about, being people of faith with a real, genuine, sincere relationship with God. The day you stand before him when you take your last breath is no joke. It's as serious as a heart attack. And my daughter and I talked about that today and how faith is required. Not just a, a, a phony pretense of belief, but an all-out trust, reliance, and dependence upon the faithfulness of God to open your eyes and show you the truth about who he is and then walking in trust and obedience with God. Being people of character, starting at home and participating in what's shaping our culture. <clears throat> 
And I believe that if we continue to do this, that God will do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Again, I'm, I'm encouraged because what I've seen God do throughout history. I'm encouraged because of the stories that I read in the American covenant. Generation after generation, God shows himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. And if I have a loyal heart to God, and if you will have a loyal heart to God, and we do what he tells us, I believe that our best days are still ahead of us. I know that our best days are ahead of us. Hey, today's my birthday. It's October 12th. I'm praying that my understanding of God and of his word and of how his word brings heaven to earth continues to get better and better and sweeter and sweeter like a fine wine with age. I'm hoping that my effectiveness and fruitfulness grows with wisdom and self-control and unfettered obedience combined with courage so that I finish well. I want you and I to leave the example for our children and grandchildren that allows them to stand on our shoulders and see the miracles that you and I are praying for. Uh, don't forget that we have the 10 lesson video training course. There's a whole kit that comes with the uh, American Campfire book together with 10 lessons on DVD. We've also got the digital version so that you can simply play it right online and stream it to your TV. And in a small group, begin to multiply this American Campfire revival in your backyard or living room the way that I am in mine. Comes with an amazing leader's guide that was written by a pastor friend of mine and a journal so that you can journal your experience throughout the whole thing. Get 10 people, get 20 people, get 30 people over at your house on a weekly basis for 10 weeks. And you will benefit from all of this so much more when you begin to teach it to others because it forces you to learn it and digest it yourself so that you can export it and help others import it. And that's how we spread these principles. And I believe through this, God will manifest revival. And so God bless you. I hope you have a great rest of your night. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.